Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Welcome to the Hotel Hell. Check-in time is now. Check-out time is never. It's Mike Shope. Does my room have cable? No. And the sheets are made of fire. Can I change rooms? Sorry, we're all booked up. Hell convention in town. And the Bulldog. Can I have a late checkout? I'll have to talk to the manager. You're not the manager, even in your own fantasy? I'm the owner. The co-owner. With Satan. It's Mike Shope. Okay. Just so I understand that in your wildest fantasy, you are in hell. And you are co-running a bed and breakfast with the devil. And the Bulldog. Yeah, but I haven't told you my salary yet. Go. $80,000 a year on WGR Sports Radio 550. What's up? Actual snow falling uh, behind me here in Amherst, New York. It's a rarity these days. How about Buffalo? Let's uh, check in. Snow job 550 <laughs> reporter, the Bulldog from North you, Buffalo. Uh, if you're going out to run any errands, uh, school pickup, after school pickup, uh, sporting events, uh, glee club, expect to have to brush your uh, brush your windows up. Mm. It's, it's been snowing. It's been snowing for a little while here. Um, I don't think it's going to accumulate much on the ground, actually. But uh, the cars uh, the cars need some brushing. Actually, it is snowing. What about the top of the car? That you have to do that too today? Is it that bad? I think. Let me let me see. I can, I can peep my truck from from my. No, you're no no. You're okay there. We don't have. Uh, there's not enough. There's there's not enough to really. I mean, it 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 will blow off quickly once you start moving. Does Maybe everybody the windows too? But I don't know. Does everybody remember how to drive in the snow and just sort of? Uh, this yeah. is not. We're not Texas yet, are we? Like we're just. It's been it's been, it's been a while. Yeah. One inch of snow <laughs> in Texas. Everybody tells you it's just chaos and cars are. Driving everywhere off the road. Nobody. It's the it's the teleprompter going down on the SNL you know uh, morning show <laughs> right. skit. It's just chaos, yeah. bedlam. Well, well, it looks like uh, the Catholic school across the street from me pickup went uh, off without a hitch. So uh, I think people are handling it well here in Parkside. The snow notwithstanding, you're in your comfortable attic. Your 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 home office, if you will, your you know your spot. You're you're in your comfortable place here as we begin today's show, and I say that because I'm I'm setting you up. I have what I mm-hmm. think is a tough question for you. Oh, good. Right. Tough I, in I was standing to look at my truck, but let me sit back down. Tough in 
sort of like uh, the subject matter, but also a challenging question just to, to literally uh, answer. And I'm walking today, I'm like, if, if I really never thought of this question, I mean, this kind of thing has come up. We've definitely had all the conversations about every possible answer to this, but I'm not sure we've ever really attacked what the right answer to this question is. It is subjective. There are going there are maybe as many as 20 reasonable answers to this question. Maybe more. Wow. I don't know. This this sounds like we could get a whole show out of it. I mean, what a coincidence that would be if that <laughs> happened. I never thought of that possibility. Would we actually talk about this at length today with people calling in? Maybe. Uh, now I now this is starting to feel uh, daunting. The pressure's on. I, I, yeah, I really. I, yeah, I'm 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 sitting up at attention. I mean, I always am during the show, in my Facebook Marketplace chair. Uh, I, I am I am not a hundred percent with the answer I would give to this question. I'm mostly at it, but it's a little bit it's a little bit rounded. Um, So I'm telling you that, too. Okay. The Columbus Blue Jackets general manager gets fired. And, like, the first thing I see on Twitter about it is a Jeremy tweet about how they've made the playoffs five times since 2013. And and he's generally considered bad. Yeah, less than, like, ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Right, that's right. Yeah. Everything is starting to seem to, to to my eyes to be about the Sabres drought uh, on hockey. Like, Joe's got the trivia question two days ago about the teams that have made the playoffs ten times. The Columbus example, okay, well, I mean, the Sabres have not, they have obviously not had the same general manager this whole time. They've, they have actually made some changes. But still, like, everything is sort of, the way it's sort of reading to me, Casting a certain light on just how historic and long, same thing, this uh, this playoff drought has been. Um, what is another one? Pittsburgh. I saw Andrew tweeting about, uh, not to the question, I'm sorry. Pittsburgh has not it's won okay. a playoff series since 2018. Did you know that? Yes, I did. And I saw, I saw, the, I saw the tweet. Andrew had a tweet about how come Mike Sullivan doesn't get criticized like Mike Tomlin does. They haven't won a series in OMG five years. Okay, mm-hmm. and for the Sabres, that is going on 17. Unless they can do it, it's not over yet. You hear the name Sam Reinhart right there in the update. Maybe throughout the day you've heard about Sam Reinhart. 39 goals. His three biggest Goal-scoring seasons in the league are the three Florida seasons. This is already easily a career high, but he has scored in the 30s the other two years. He's played for them. And, I mean, what what is that, like a 50-goal pace, right, Reinhardt? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's been outrageously good for them. For all that has Especially happened. This year. Right. Mm-hmm. For all that has happened, what would you say has been the Sabres' single biggest mistake? Tanking. This is no wait. This is like you're on the Hollywood Squares. Has the show ever sounded older? This is when Mike drop the celebrity <laughs> gives the, the 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 laugh track answer before the real answer. Right? <laughs> Somebody would really give that answer. I don't think it would be you. Oh, a lot of people would give that answer. 
I, I, I still, I think a lot of people would give that. So that's what makes it funny. Um, and that, you know, people would vigorously defend it too. They have for, I mean, how many years? That's 10 years now, right? What has it had <laughs> to do nine? with anything that's happened in the last hour, many yeah, years since? Of course, no, nothing. It's a, it's a curse, Mike. Don't you know? Come on. The curse. Uh, okay. The single, Wow. Oh, my gosh. There would be an argument for how they went about it with Reinhardt. Um, not investing in him more heavily earlier. I don't think, though, the way that it all came apart with Eichel and Reinhardt and before them, O'Reilly, um, I, I don't think I could justify that Reinhardt as the choice. Like, I, I just kind of, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe it doesn't come apart if a couple of things are done differently in those years. Maybe it didn't have to. But I kind of feel like Reinhardt was going to go the whole time, you know? Like, not not then, before it happened, but looking back mm-hmm. on it with all the, just the, the controversies and the, as far gone as the situation was. Yeah. Like, he was going. Man, this is... The- I don't – is there something obvious that I am not thinking of that should leap out? You said there could be as many as 20. I don't even know. Uh, I, no, right. I mean, no is my answer to your question. No. Yeah. Not to I don't, me. I, like, I, I just I, – I don't know. It's – it's. there have been missteps along the way, but, like, the most recent, you know, trading Reinhardt, trading Eichel, like – you got to go back to like how those situations deteriorated to the point where they got moved. The actual moving of them was necessary at the time. Like you, you had to protect yourself. Uh, you got a superstar American player that wants to leave your franchise who vigorously disagrees with your choice versus his for medical treatment to a serious injury. Like you're stuck. You got to do it. Same with Reinhardt. I mean, it wasn't you know different circumstances, but that had to happen. Um, just because he was going to leave for nothing uh, eventually, and you didn't want to do that. So, man, I don't know. It's a really, it's a really, it's a really tough one. Um, because, like, it's the longest playoff drought in the history of the league, easily. And it isn't showing yet any signs of being broken. Like, we're not, no. we're not feeling it this year, at least yet. Get on a roll, we keep saying that, then we will, but it's not there yet. Still 10 points. So, um, well, you know, okay, that, that being said, how much do you blame them for what's happened here? It's all on them. It's 12 or 13 years in a row without even making it. It's all on them. But what was the biggest mistake? Like, what should they have not drafted Jack Eichel? Should they have, you know, not right. wanted should, Ryan O'Reilly? Should, should, they... should they have won the lottery instead of coming in second again? Yes, yeah. that's the biggest mistake. <laughs> right. That's right. it. Not getting McDavid. Not getting McDavid. I mean, it's been not been a picnic uh, in Edmonton, but they're they're good now, and you know, whatever. He's still there. <laughs> He's the best player on earth. Uh, so you're you're in pretty good shape there. Uh, man, here's the best I can do. Here's the best I can do. Ristolainen. Leaning into multiple coaches and managers, leaning into Ristolainen for so long, helping provably 
to drag down the team's performance and no one over there doing anything about it or probably even noticing is my answer. It's a little bit, you know, it's not the most specific. It's not a trade or a mm-hmm. um, a draft pick or a coaching hire. But it's very much on brand for you, I have to say. Well, you know, of course, naturally, right? Naturally. <laughs> yeah. Because sure. it was evident for years, several years, that he was hurting them, and they all acted like they didn't believe it. I mean, fully. (laughs) So that brought on a lot more of the losing, which helped to create a situation where players wanted, your best players wanted to leave. Ryan O'Reilly got sad, right? And that was given a lot of respect, which maybe that's that's a choice that you... That, that trade is a is a reasonable choice here that, you know, they didn't need to do that. Um, and it's sort of like just really turned the Sabres from any other team that just was in the middle, middle to bottom. You get to the point where you're drafting Reinhardt and drafting Eichel, and okay, here we go. You have a Stanley Cup winning coach at that time. Like, you're playing for real. And they didn't get there. And by the second year of it, it was already off the rails. Like, they, Bilesma had to go, you know, and then eventually mm-hmm. Jack had to go and Reinhardt had to go and all of it. Um, that O'Reilly. Then you now you're a team that's getting close to making history with how long it's been since it was any good. And then you're now you're spiraling. Then it's Phil Housley and Kruger. And, I mean, now you're spiraling. And it takes yeah. sort of Granado and sort of what – he represented as a coach and this super young team to get it turned the other way, at least for a while. Boy, you mentioned Kruger, and that that's a that might be a decent choice. I mean, it, you know, I, I don't, I not that's not to say like this team was, you know, poised with a different coach uh, to be way better than they were while he was their coach, but he was misusing almost every talented player he had on the team while he was here. Uh, that was bad. How far back am I allowed to go here? Well, is this, is this confined to since they last made the playoffs? Because something I just thought of sitting here while you you were talking about Ristolainen, um and recognizing that they have been in the playoffs since this happened. But has there ever been a, a, a more mismanaged situation in their history than July first? Of 07? When the co-captains both left? I mean, what a disaster. And you said the other day they still haven't recovered from that, and I think that's right. I mean, they, they did make the playoffs twice since then. Twice! Yep. <laughs> you know, like, barely got in one time, won the division the year the year before that. So, like, you know, yay. Um, but, man, like, that that's still... To me, it, it set a path that got you to the tanking, and everything that's happened since is like, you let you let the two kingpins of one of the best teams we've ever seen them have walk for nothing in one day, and you had months, if not years, to plan ahead, and you still botched it. I mean, that's mismanagement of the highest 
accord, I think. I accept that. I think, you know, I wasn't thinking about going back that far. And I would also say that at the time Terry bought the team and they made that push in 2011, the last time they made it, it felt really good. I mean, things felt really good. That book seemed to have been closed Mm -hmm. because this guy is going to spend. That won't happen again. And then it's Erhoff, right? Like, times have changed. And so the alumni moment when everybody came back and everybody was there, like, back together with Pagula and this new era, goodbye Tom Golisano. He didn't even – he wasn't going to spend any money. He just wanted to, you know – Get through it. Like, that's behind us. For the first time in their history, they're going to be like a real team. And so that won't happen again. I remember feeling exactly that way in the atrium. I even said it. Surrounded by fans the night all the alumni came back. Right? Like the crowning moment, maybe, of that whole transition. They'd gotten that hot streak. It's that that flyer home game where where they clinched the spot. That night, the fans all around us, and I, I remember almost feeling... Well, I, I was very – I can be very emotional. I certainly was then, um, like near tears, thinking they finally have buried July 107. Like, here we are. It's a new era. Right. And it just it, – it, so, you know, it is I'm – go, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to that because I can't think of anything as glaring as that, but it's, it's you know, it's probably too far away to be really it's, germane to the conversation. It's we're all have. still so long ago. Even that is so long ago. 13 <laughs> – yeah. 13 yeah. years almost. The next year, they just missed Pominville, Vanek, Miller, Stafford, a young Myers. Like, they, they were okay the next year. They don't make it. Then it starts to fall apart the year after that. Lindy goes. And then, Suffering. And then Darcy goes, right? And it's Ted Nolan, and we're going to be intentionally bad. This is just meant to sort of distract you. Right. Um. And I don't know, like, even Nolan, which I never thought would get them anywhere, I kind of got it. You know, it felt good. Felt sure. like he, he had sort of earned another opportunity, and um, the Sabres were the team to give it to him. Uh, all right, well, this will be interesting. Drafting Sam Reinhart, look at him. Like, that's not the biggest mistake they've made. Eichel, also. O'Reilly trade. I mean, it was it was expensive. I I I know how long ago this all was, and it's old wounds. But really, it's hard to pinpoint a decision. It's hard for me and you, it seems, right. to pinpoint a decision that really has been the most costly. Which is which is why you often see in this sport when teams are not performing like they're expected to, like internally expectations aren't met and certainly externally they're not met, the GM of the Columbus Blue Jackets get fired. And our buddy in Pittsburgh, Andrew Filippone, is wondering why the Penguins don't fire their coach. Uh, because they're, you know, they're only, I think they're three points ahead of the Sabres with Sidney Crosby and Malkin and Latang and a, and an Eric Carlson trade, uh, if, you, if you want it. And you should, I mean, to fill, you know, fill out the point. And so that's what happens. And here, like we talked – you know, two days ago and a little bit yesterday about Adams responding to my question about how plugged in Pagula is, I think the fact that Adams and Don Granato still have their jobs, despite this season going the way it is, is the reason most fans feel like ownership isn't paying attention. 
Because if you were, you wouldn't accept this. You would you wouldn't just settle for uh we gotta learn still. Like we're in the NHL. What are we doing here? And you know, I, I you know whether that's financially driven or Terry Pagula has realized that just firing people every two years is just I'm on just I'm on a treadmill here. It's it's the it's Fred Flintstone running through his house with the same background flashing back and forth, you know, repeatedly. So I got to stop doing that because yeah, that's not working. But here we are. I mean, here we're just sitting here with a team that has drastically underperformed. I don't know. It, it, that that maybe is too strong. Um, they weren't expected to cruise to the playoffs, or but... even mess, or even necessarily make it. Right. Like if you they... if you go by their betting stuff, which I think is the most objective way to do it. Yeah. They were just on the outside before the season. Like it was close to fifty fifty, but it was supposed to be what last year was, which was good luck. If you get a couple of breaks, you'll get in. Um, and you and I were both like, well, you know, there's so so much potential with their youth that maybe they can just sail. Right, like just take mm-hmm. take last yep. year and get better goaltending and and just go big, but the opposite has kind of happened. Um, Despite getting I, borderline great goaltending for the last month and a half or so, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's took a bad. while. Took a while. It took it, took, it did take a while. Yeah, because they they got beat because of partly because of goalies early mm-hmm. uh, in the season. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say dramatically, but you have to say underperformed at least. You have to say that. Right. By their record. Power play. It's a big one. Single biggest mistake. What other is there is there any anything else you could pick? Like is it a coaching hire? Was Bilesmo wrong for it? Was I mean, I I, I didn't think so. I want to be honest too. Like I how I felt then is has got to go back, you know, yeah. be in your mind. I wouldn't want to pick something. Well, actually maybe that shouldn't matter. <laughs> Maybe it should matter if you like to move. Well, I mean, look, we 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 try to be right, certainly, but it's hard to not be emotional about that stuff too. And you hire a cup-winning American-born coach to go with your new American-born rock star second overall pick, and that's credibility. And like, let's go. Uh, turns out, you know, players were, I think, pretty confused by him, and maybe that set the tone for Eichel's entire time here. Um, you know, Eichel bears the brunt of some of that too. Like he, <laughs> maybe he wasn't the easiest guy to coach and work with. Uh, maybe an outsized ego for a young guy like rolling in here. You know, second overall pick. I'm going to make. Uh, don't worry. I'm going to make you feel like you won the lottery. Okay, kid. Um, somebody, a lot, somebody but... might say paying him. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, well, I mean, I kind of felt like you had to. Me too. But that isn't literally true. Right. You know, somebody, yeah. you could pick that. We're looking for a specific event, which risked the line and what would that have to be? A contract he got? You know, I'm talking about. That's that's. There are more specific events than my my answer, but I'm, look, I'm looking for a specific event that ranks for you as like the worst choice they have made here in this uh, playoff drought. And because here's Reinhardt, just he's been to the finals. It's you got O'Reilly with the Con Smythe, you got Eichel with the Cup. Reinhardt has been a great player on a team that went to the finals. I mean, just how much more cruel could this all be with those guys all having big team success? 803-0550 if you want to make a choice here. Uh, Mike Giardi coming up to talk draft, Patriots, Bills, different subjects, free agency coming up. Great uh, conversation always with Mike. That'll be at 4. We've got pregame at 6, of course, for Panthers, Sabres tonight downtown. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. Terry Pagula is as engaged now as he's ever been. I talk to him on a daily basis. If I don't talk to him every day, it's, it's a text. I mean, I was at the Bean Pie yesterday in Boston scouting and texting him during the game, and he watches every one of our games. Watches, you know, he's watching college hockey last night, and he's as engaged as ever been and truly wants to get this right, and he's as frustrated as I am, as Donnie is, as our players are and our fans are. Kevin Adams with us on Tuesday. We spent only a little bit of time on it after that conversation and then yesterday. But I think Adams is just giving you an honest answer to a question, uh, to our question about, like, Pagula's level of input. But I, I don't know if, in terms of, like, fan reaction, if Adams is even concerned with that, if he thinks that goes over well. <laughs> you know, like, it's probably real. I have no reason to think that it isn't. But I just can't imagine that it's good. It's just the reality, you know? Yeah, almost anything he says at this point, or anyone says, uh, I I mean, I I just, they're they're in such a terrible spot. I I mean, it's their own making. I I don't mean to, like, excuse them from it, but I don't think they can win for trying at this point. I, I really don't. I think it's so far gone that almost anything they tell you, you're just going, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. But what do you want to have be the truth when it comes to Pagula? Like, what do you want? I want him to give a crap about the hockey team, for sure. Well, Adams is telling you that he does. Right. Do you believe him? I do. Sure. But what's the downside of that? He's too involved? He's choosing players or something? Yes. I don't think that's – I don't don't think that that would happen. But I don't know it. I feel like it probably has many times. Not necessarily, not literally exactly choosing players, but he's giving them his opinion on maybe everybody that they talk about, veterans, kids. Like he's watching the bean pot and they're texting about how the guys look in the bean pot. I don't want it like that. I'm somebody that has philosophically always defended owners in being involved. I mean, if I own the team, I'd be involved, but you should hate it. Like, you probably should not want me involved because you are literally paying a team of experts, not to mention all the numbers and all the data that I'm not sure he's responsible for at any level. Like, why wouldn't you let them do the job? 
Well, that's just I don't my take guess. any of that to mean they're not allowed to do their jobs. But you make you make the right point here. Like, it, it, I I think when we talk about teams that we are not as close to emotionally, or I'm not as close to emotionally as I am to the Sabers, you wonder if you know everybody has a boss, right? So do you want to make the boss happy, or do you want to do what you think is the best, smartest thing to do? And if those two things are divergent, what's your choice? Do you do your thing that might make the boss feel like he's not being heard, and if it doesn't work, there are repercussions, whereas if you do the thing the boss likes and it doesn't work, maybe you get more rope. Yeah, I mean, I I just have felt certain roster decisions, the ones that sort of confound that the, the numbers, just generally speaking, don't support have his fingerprints on them, you know, like sentimental veterans coming back. Uh, I just never have understood why a team that built its front office, like the Sabres have, as has been documented, the Sabres did would ever make some of these decisions. Um, And he, to me is like the only explanation for that. But again, I don't know for sure. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder how much, if any, a hand he had in how they handled Levi going into this season. I can remember hearing, I can't remember which goalie it was. It goes back far enough that it could have been Allmark. It could have been Lukanen. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure who. But that he, Pagula, was really frustrated that some 22-year-old goalie wasn't ready to play in the NHL and carry them to, like, you know, the playoffs. Which would uh, be just completely asinine if true. Y- yes. And... I think there are a lot of smart people working over there. Their expectations and handling of Levi, to me, has been amateurish, to be kind. Why would he start the season as the starting goalie? Yeah. Like, to expect that that was just going to work? I don't know. If they did. (laughs) I don't know how how confident that they were. Well, they I were, don't know. That it would I mean, work. They, they wanted they, to try it. They fed him four straight games until he got hurt, and yeah, then had to. It didn't uh, work. It just it just yeah. It, it absolutely did not work. And there's just a lot. There's a lot to consider there that is outside of just the results in the games. I mean, it's you know making the transition to the NHL, the schedule, the practice schedule, not being able to work on the nuances of your game and work out like you know from a from a you know strength and conditioning standpoint as vigorously as you could when you were in it's just a lot well it, i we got i want to get to calls but it is the kind of decision that can frustrate teammates and drive you to this location the Sabres have spent way too much time, whereas people just sort of not, they just don't believe in it and, and want to leave. You know, where good players do not buy that this is like a serious team. That, you know, my, my career is going, Ryan O'Reilly, my career is going to be short. It just wasn't fun. And, you know, underneath all that for anybody is, is, is this a place you think you, where you can win? Right. And when a team does things like that, that really brings that up. Um, how serious are we? You know, mm-hmm. not not where you want to be. That's why identifying like their biggest mistake is really difficult because that's the kind of thing that you don't really know how the players are feeling. You know, most of the time, but you can end up at a team that one fan will dis- will say isn't doesn't look like it's trying very hard, and just you have losing. It's sort of a lackluster existence. 
and um, you know, despair. Yeah. Despair. Yeah. Let's go to Greg here. Hi, Greg. Hi, guys. Hey, so dancing around Terry Pagula, I think if you go back, when has he ever really hired an experienced general manager that had credibility? Other than these guys are all assistants somewhere else, and I know you have to start somewhere, but he's never brought in a guy. And I thought the attempt of bringing Pat LaFontaine as a chief operation or president of hockey operation was a good step, but what happened there? Did Terry say, oh, I'm making these decisions, you can't do this, and that's why Pat left? There's a lot of stepping on by Pagula, in my opinion, that just changed everything down the line. Now you have Adams. Never had a lick of player personnel experience. Didn't know how to make a trade. Now you have all these general managers picking us clean because they they just pry on them. It all goes back to Terry. You know, the Bills, he left them kind of alone, let McDermott kind of pick with Bean and straighten that out, and they've gotten lucky. Sabres have not got lucky. They've been, you know, one after another, bad decision. And they've been unlucky. And they've been unlucky. What's that? And they've been unlucky. Right. That's fair, I think, in their defense. Like, there's some luck in it, and they've not had their share. Thinking about goalies goalies over the years and whatever. but I agree with that, but they've chased players out of town. O'Reilly. They didn't want to play anymore because he just saw it just going downhill. You know, nobody around to put their thumb down. I'm the hockey chief of hockey, not the owner, and this is how it's going to be. Yeah, I, I feel. I, I think that's fair enough. You know, I I haven't always. It's so many years. I haven't always thought that they needed to do that. But the the, the key word I think at this stage of the conversation has been credibility. And for all the teams that hire retread GMs and coaches, a lot of those guys, though, they they do seem to come with a level of credibility that I think teams buy into, that players, not just management, but that players can buy into. There's a lot to be said for winning a Stanley Cup or just sort of however many years of experience you have at the thing. And while I think it's also easy to pick at that, uh, which I do most, you know, often, it it can be effective. You know, a lot of those teams win, <laughs> right? I mean, Boston uh, has done some number of those kinds of moves, and they just always win. Yeah. Vancouver's the most recent example. Uh, you talk about a, a, a someone who would be viewed um, as, as somewhat of a relic, a, a throwback, uh, is Jim Rutherford. And they're the best team in the league this year. That's right. Uh, and he he took over like he's he's exactly what the call well isn't exactly he's what you were just talking about. Pre, pre, he's Pat Lafontaine, president of hockey operations, long time in the game, lots of through lots of different eras and styles. The game has been played, and he's there, and like they have gotten tremendous results this year. Um, you know, thank God their goalie got it together because <laughs> <laughs> that, that helps a lot too. But they're they're a great story in the league. And Rutherford is there. You can say that's just dumb luck or a coincidence, or you can say that he has had an important role in stabilizing them and, and moving them forward. Holland and Edmonton. Sure, right. You know. All right. Thanks, uh, Greg. Good points. Phil is next. Hi, Phil. Hey, gentlemen. Um, I, for me, uh, the previous caller, Greg, just stole my thunder. But for me, it, it goes back, like you said in the previous segment. Um, there's no one single thing or one single mistake that it's hard to point to. 
But like you said, previous, when they first became owners and they had that initial run to the playoffs, the second half of the season and the alumni moment, and, and things felt great. Um, and then even after the changes need to be made and, and Lindy left and, and Regeer left, they brought in Pat LaFontaine. They brought in uh, a hockey executive and somebody who, I mean, I grew up watching him. He was my favorite player growing up. He is royalty for this organization, and he should be the face of what we have here. And the fact that he was here such a short amount of time and left so quickly under shady circumstances that are unknown, who knows what happened. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you know, at the time, that was the first time as the Pagulas owned the team that I did a double take like, wait, what are they doing over there? Yeah, like, you know, that. I think I would say the same thing. Yes. That and was that the is, first red yeah. flag. Right. And yes, for me, that is exactly that's exactly how I feel. And I felt this way for a while. But I'm glad this topic is being talked about today, because uh, for me, that's that's it. I mean, all the frustration looking back in hindsight, hindsight would tell you when that happened for me. And I'm sure for other people like the previous caller, that was the first time I questioned, wait a minute, are are these owners who came in to town uh, with a golden parade? are, Are they capable at all? And like the previous caller also said, they got lucky with the right hires running things for the Bills. They have not done that for the Sabres, and it seems like they're not capable. And for me, that's – and who knows if LaFontaine would have we – never, we'll never know if he would have been successful here. But that was the first red flag for me, and it's been nothing but nonsense ever since, and it's, and it's completely frustrating. Thanks, Phil. I, I, I'm glad you said that last part. I was waiting to say it. I mean, Pat LaFontaine, for as adored as he was as a player – for the Sabres and as a figure in hockey, not exactly. He's not, you know, running other teams. No, it'd be, it'd be a, it, <laughs> this would feel a lot worse if he went to somewhere else and was, you know, doing what, say, Steve. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Eiserman is now doing in Detroit right. or whatever. He, yeah. he I, I guess I would say now, thinking back on it, it seemed more of an, ambas- an ambassador in hindsight uh, than like a manager, but... Maybe he was going to be a manager. He was certain he was hired in that kind of a role. Yeah. Um, and he's I, hiring. What well, I mean, while we're here, do you remember it this way? I, I feel like the story was somewhat whimsical. Like they 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 met, were having dinner, and the more Pagula talked to him, the more he thought you should be working for me. Like I don't even know the way. The, that's the way I remember hearing the story. Yeah. It just sort of dawned on him over dinner. Like I should hire you, and then they did. Because money's no object. Right. And, and it's not like they went into it looking for someone for that role or, boy, we need to get Pat LaFontaine back in the organization. They just sort of hit it off, and it became a good idea that very, very quickly came to fruition. And then went away. <laughs> right. Just as quickly almost. I, I like how the caller remembers it. You know, like that's the first time I was worried. And it might be too. For, it might be the same for me. I was in what Florida. Is the ti- what is the timeline there? It's like November. I know it's November when he and Nolan come in and Darcy finally gets fired. It would have been the first week of March because that's when I went to Florida okay. every year those years. It would have been sometime around then. I, maybe. I'm not positive of that, but that's my connection in my mind because yeah. I remember where I was when I heard about it.
looking at Me the too. palm trees. I, I, I was, yeah, I was in Niagara <laughs> Falls for a hockey tournament, and I got a phone call. I had to leave a pizza party, and I'm on the phone, and like suddenly I'm working tomorrow or something because Pat LaFontaine is leaving the organization. It was crazy. What year is that? That is 2013. 13 or 14? 13? I think, I think it's 13. Yeah, because Miller gets traded at that deadline, and I think I'm pretty sure that's 13. So Murray's in place at that time. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Uh, 803-0550. We'll look for more of your calls coming up. Mike Giardi joins us. We'll talk football at 4 here on WGR. Welcome back to Sabres host Sam Reinhart, Brandon Montour, Nikita Zadorov, and the Panthers. There's one more on that team. Zach Delpy. No? Rodriguez. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Zadorov's there, huh? He's coming Zadorov. back from a suspension. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Travis just tweeted about him. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Zadorov, like he was asked about the hit that earned him a two-game suspension. He's like, yeah, I deserved it. I deserved it, yeah. Wow, how refreshing. Yeah. Uh, I have to uh, correct. I, I, I don't know how calendars work, apparently. Uh, LaFontaine takes over with Ted Nolan in November of thirteen. It's the 14 trade deadline when he resigns, right after Miller gets traded. Because uh, I've got the date as March 1st, like you said. So that's 14, not 13. Darcy traded like Thomas Vanek early in the 13 14 season, gets fired a month later or so, or a few weeks later. Nolan and LaFontaine come in. Tim Murray uh, takes over for Darcy eventually. And that's where, and then they get to the spring, and it's time to complete the tank or begin the tank i guess and um you know lafontaine leaves march of 14 i wonder what the record was remember the end of that season this is pre-reinhardt what their record was after that move i'm, I'm checking because they ran away with last place that season it was not <laughs> the next year where it was a nail biter yeah. ultimate nail biter but the year before they might have been last by 15 yeah um just yeah, they lost 11 out of 12. From March 7th on, seven losses, a win, four more losses, a win, seven more losses to end the season. Two and 18, that would be. <laughs> Holy cow. It's two overtime, two that 16 is, and two. That is leaning into it. That's all much Kruger-esque. <laughs> Here's Chad next. Hi, Chad. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Thank you, Chad. Um, so back to what the other colors are saying, um, you know, I, I kind of think that going back to when Terry and Kim took over, they've pretty much gone away from any kind of team toughness. I know a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, like we haven't had, like we got rid of Ristolainen, Zadorov, a couple other players, you know, remember when we had Delorier, every, you know, we have zero team toughness since they took over. I mean, I don't know if that's their goal or what, but. Now, what do you guys think about that? I think it's close to irrelevant. I mean, I think the the best teams they can have toughness, but the best teams are teams with the puck that score goals and play defense. You know, honestly, it's a different league. Different I wouldn't spend of, a lot of time on that. Different kind of toughness uh, is required. Hard to play against. Committed uh, to playing a two hundred foot game. It's very it's very different. My, uh, my turn but, for a correction, real quick. Uh, Zadorov is in Vancouver. Kulikov. Thank you. Seven okay. letters. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, Off. It didn't sound right to me. And I, I just, Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. 
Sorry about that. Yeah. Do you hear the great news about March? I guess not. They moved up the March 14th Islanders game to seven. Oh, I did. I saw that a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did see that. You saw the great news about March then. Yes, I did. Yes. It made my month. <laughs> it made your February. <laughs> now you're really looking forward to March. I can't wait. On hockey as well, Connor Bedard back for Chicago tonight. He's been out since January 5th. And I thought I had one more thing on hockey. I guess I don't. Pitchers Black and catchers is not hockey, right? I've written no, down pitchers and think, catchers. I don't think so. Blackhawks the... are like a plus 200-something on the money line. That was it. That, the Sabres odds were the other thing. With uh, Bedard pl- back, they're a plus 200, and I'm on it. <laughs> Sabres plus 125. Scott Cullen has them at 48%. Florida played last night. Yep. Kind of a little bit of a live so did, underdog. So did, so did Pittsburgh with Chicago oh. and Pittsburgh tonight. So. All right. go, go grab those two underdogs on the money line and let's play the feud. I lose all the time, just to, just to say that. You need to update your reference. That's maybe why. Enough with the feud. Oh, Hollywood Squares was mentioned. That was sitting there. Play something else. If you're on a losing streak, play something else. What's a, what's a more contemporary version of let's play the feud? Deal or no deal island. How about that? How much better could I have done with that question? Deal or no deal island is the game you want. That's the that's the hot game right now. I don't know that you didn't just make that up. No. But Peacock. So, okay. oh, 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 wow. I'm not sure it started yet, but it's coming. If it hasn't started, it's definitely coming. Mike Giardi coming up next here on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.